Warning, this episode contains topics that may be triggering. Listener's discretion is advised. Yo, what's up, mi gente? It's Michelle, and welcome to Coño, Who Am I? So the cat is out the bag, and if you heard my trailer, you might have thought I was going to be telling the story of another person. But it's me, y'all. I'm Michelle. She is her, and her is me. Through this podcast, you will get to know me on the deepest of levels, I'll be sharing some of my most vulnerable moments in life, but all in the name of self-discovery and truly to provide guidance to others. Because navigating this racist, classist, sexist, annoying-ass country that our parents told us to be thankful to be born in can be really hard. I'll let you get to know some of the dopest people I know, my best friends, as I invite each one to share a little bit about how they also got to where they are today as successful, bomb, boss-ass women, and sometimes maybe men too. And let me not forget to mention, your girl is a licensed social worker, so you know I'll be dropping some gems for y'all in each episode to carry on with you in your journey to self-discovery. I'm on a quest to empower women of color to live in their truth, power, beauty, and most authentic self. Because your girl is still learning too. So subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you listen to your podcasts. Since the age of babyhood, I've been a people person, as in all I wanted to do ever was be with and be around people. So much so that my mom had this saying that said, Michelle se hace amiga hasta con el perro. Michelle will even become friends with a dog, which is really ironic because dogs are men's best friends. So duh, I would be friends with a dog. But clearly her point was that I was so friendly that I would befriend anything that wasn't even human, which yeah, was pretty much true. All through grade school, I pretty much went out of my way to befriend everyone, except people who clearly didn't fuck with me. But honestly, dumb, naive Michelle tried befriending those motherfuckers too at some point, because not being liked really bothered me. I was the girl at school always laughing, always talking. Boy, was I always talking. I used to get in so much trouble for talking. I remember two specific moments in school. One was in first or second grade, where my teacher moved me to the back of the class all by myself because no matter where she put me, I would talk to all the students around me. She tried to even put me, like, with people that I she thought, like, I wasn't friends with, but I still ended up talking to them, too. Surprise! I still found a way to talk to people, even in the back all by my fucking self. Then in middle school, one of my teachers also, during parent-teacher conferences, told my mom, I was doing great in his class, but that I basically wouldn't shut the fuck up. My mom was so pissed off. It went down at my home that night. I felt like everyone thought that my talkativeness was a problem. And honestly, it was really confusing because I was a straight-A student. Almost a straight-A student. I was at the top of my class, and yeah, I talked a lot, but I got a lot of my shit done, and like, I got along with all of my teachers and peers. I felt loved by most of my peers. In fact, I got voted best personality of my class, which I thought was a fucking honor. I didn't care about best dressed or anything of the sorts, but for people to really fuck with me, that meant a lot. However, in certain spaces, I was just quote unquote 
too much. I put that in air quotes because that was other people's opinions, not my own. But I for sure began internalizing that as I got older. I also began asking myself why I was the way I was. Like, why weren't other people as friendly as I was? And this is because I'm a fucking extrovert. And nobody told me that. I didn't know what the fuck an extrovert was. I definitely didn't know I inherited my extrovertedness from my papi. But because of my parents' separation, I wasn't constantly surrounded by that or reminded of that, which at times felt a little isolating because my mom and those who were around me growing up were mostly introverts. When I went off to college, not much changed in my personality. Almost all the friends I made, I was the one who very much sought them out because, well, I thought they were dope. And I'm so happy to say that these are the people who are still literally all my friends. Shit. A lot of these people you hear here on the podcast. In college, though, when I got into my majors, one being psychology, there was a test that I took, the Myers-Briggs personality test that was originally constructed by Catherine Cook Briggs and her daughter Isabel Briggs Myers in 1917. That has since been updated and modified, but I would say is extremely accurate. The test is an introspective self-reporting questionnaire indicating psychological preferences in how people perceive the world and make decisions. It indicates a personality type consisting of four components and four letters. The first naming your introverted or extrovertedness, then your sensing or intuition, then your thinking versus your feeling, And finally, you're judging versus you're perceiving. I've had a good chunk of my friends take this test. And although I wasn't surprised, most of my friends are fucking introverts. And it's been a huge topic of discussion in most of my friendships since probably our college days all up until to our current days. Because I've always managed to maintain a large number of friendships. I would say I have about anywhere from 15 to 20 really good or best friends, I would say. And I know that sounds insane, but it's true. And it's the extrovert in me. I love people, but unlike most extroverts, being the center of attention is not one of my favorites. The extroverted traits that I have consist of enjoying being with people and liking to go to social gatherings like parties or anything like that. I love being of service, so I enjoy roles that allow me to participate in meaningful ways. It's how I feel valued and appreciated. I love making sure that those around me are taken care of. A bitch is hella loyal. By the way, my Myers-Briggs says all of these things are true, and I couldn't agree more. I love connecting with others. In fact, I fucking need it. Sometimes I'll start with small talk, but by the end of the night or a party or a get-together, I'm asking people about their deepest, darkest traumas, which I know is hella extra. And the downside to being this extroverted is that I can come off as a little bit needy, which I've been told before, and I know that, but I'm actively working on it, and I've gotten a lot better since I've gotten older, because I know that that used to be really fucking annoying. But it's always been really important to me to prove myself more than willing to spend the time and energy necessary to maintain all relationships in my life, specifically my friendships. I think the extroverted type of personality can oftentimes be misunderstood, given that there are different types of extroverts. Some that enjoy being the center of attention, some that are spontaneous, some that have the gift of gab, and some that are just warm and nurturing. Just like anything else, we're not all a monolith. One thing I've learned through experience, and really spending more time with myself, 
is that my extroverted personality holds value in the world that we live in today. My talkativeness is what got me to this podcast. The fact that I won't shut the fuck up is what got me here. The fact that I love hard has gotten me surrounded with the people who love me hard too and go above and beyond for me. Y'all, my people have done it all for me. And I attribute that to my extroverted traits. Me being a fucking social worker, for fuck's sakes, is part of that extroversion too. So, to all the little girls who were told, you talk too much, this episode is for you. And you will change the world. Follow me and Diva on how our extremely different personality types meshed so well together it led to a forever sisterhood. World, today I have with us one of my dearest, closest friends. Literally, this was my college roommate turned sister. Diva! Diva! Let us tell the world how we met! Hello, everyone! Hi! Hello! You gotta tell everybody. Oh, sorry. What am I saying? How we met. Oh, so Michelle and I met. I was living in a dorm that was pretty close to yours in college. And we I was on my way to the dining hall. And I saw you with one of my high school friends. And I went to my high school friend and said hello. And she introduced us. And then we all ended up eating together. And you were very interested uh, in the fact that I wasn't white. Yeah, she was sitting... Okay, the girl that I was sitting with, just so that there's a little bit more context, the girl that I was sitting with was white. Uh, And that was, like, uh, Deba's friend from college... Or not from college, shit. From high school. And then Deba goes and she's like, come into, like, the lunchroom... And then I see who Deba's sitting with, and it's just, like, a bunch of other white girls. But Deba wasn't white, and so I was like, I want to sit next to the brown girl. (laughs) So I sat next to Deba. Yeah, and then we sat and we chatted, and (laughs) you were so interested in my name and my ethnicity, and then we ended up talking, and I've never met someone so interested and so intrigued by my like life story and then by the end of it you're like can I have your number let's do this again and I was so like whoa this girl is so forward I was like okay sure not thinking that she would you know ever hit me up and then literally the very next day I get a text from Michelle it's like hey do you want to have lunch I absolutely hit her up the next day (laughs) but like this was the beginning of college so literally this was fall quarter fall quarter of freshman year so we met right off the bat my freshman year of college so that's how we met and like most of my friendships i pursued her so diva tell us a little bit about yourself your pronouns how you identify uh where you're from where do you live what do you do so my pronouns are she and her i am from about an hour and a half north of seattle In terms of what I do, I was a master's student. I was studying uh, speech-language pathology, and I ended up having some health issues, so I'm taking a break from grad school. How I identify. 
My ethnicity is Persian slash Iranian. People would say Iranians and Middle Easterners are were technically classified as white, but I don't identify as being white. Yeah, and I wouldn't say you're white, which is how I identified that you weren't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I always knew I felt like Diva was going to be my best friend because she was so welcoming to my extreme friendliness and reciprocated the interest. It was a no-brainer that we would, like, soon become roommates. And so, funny story, freshman year at our particular university, you're not allowed to move off campus. You have to live in the dorms your freshman year. So she lived... Funny enough, we we both lived in upper dorms that were like for upperclassmen technically on the south end of campus. All the real freshmen, they usually stayed in the northern end of campus. So like we lived in the more, I don't know, upscale or like, you know, the bigger dorms, I guess, especially mine. My dorm was definitely for upperclassmen. It, it was more sweet styled. Divas, I feel like, was a little bit more in the middle. And so we had to stay in the dorms our first year. But Debo, I don't know, Debo's fresh. I mean, she could talk more about her roommate situation. But, like, my roommate situation was not ideal whatsoever. I went through two different roommates. My first roommate, all of my roommates were white. And my first roommate situation was just not fun. Like, none of them were fun. And none of the... My second roommate was a lot nicer and, like, we got along a little bit better. But still, not... We weren't connecting, I feel like, at the level that I would have wanted to connect with someone that I lived with. It took zero time for Diva and I to figure out we need to move the fuck in together as soon as we can sophomore year. You know, as soon as they let us get the fuck up off campus. And... That's exactly what we did. We didn't even think about that shit because we were already, like, spending so much time. We were obsessed with each other, guys. We would alternate who would sleep in whose dorm every other night because we didn't want to leave each other. So we would go to class, come back, and then at night, she would mostly sleep in my dorm and we would just, like, sleep on the opposite sides of the bed because we had twin beds and we just didn't. I didn't want to be without her and she didn't want to be without me and she's the only reason I really stayed up. Yeah, vice versa. Both of us, I think, were just really fucking homesick our freshman year and I feel like we kind of just needed each other and I think I'm spiritual and shit so I really think God put us in each other's path so that we could not fucking die our freshman year and be like lose all hope in humanity of this college that we were at because we were both really fucking miserable to be in this like predominantly white space where we weren't connecting with people and we weren't necessarily finding community yet because this is pre me finding black and brown people y'all so Deba was the first brown person I was like really really connecting to i actually knew two upperclassmen uh shout out to kai in australia they were actually from eastern washington as well australia and i did track together and she was a lot of the reason why i learned what the ethnic student center was about and like a lot of that shit however she was an upperclassman so 
you know, I wasn't spending all of my time with her and she had shit to do. She was booked and busy to capacity and she tried to just, you know, guide me as much as she could. But Diba was someone who was my age and was going through the motions in the same way that I was. So it was different. We, we connected in a different way and needed each other in a different way. And I think our brownness and our personality types had a lot to do with this. Just given that I'm hella needy, and she was okay with that. <laughs> so, how did you feel when I met you, given that I definitely was the pursuer? Well, because I'm more of the quiet type, usually the friends I've made, there's very only a few times where I'm the pursuer. So, it was so easy to, to become friends with Michelle because she was so bubbly and so in my face. And she was so like so intrigued by me that I was like, I'm really not that fascinating. Like, I don't know what you're so interested about. But then it was so nice because I finally met someone who is just obsessed with their mom as I am with my mom. And I think that was a a big thing where I realized how different I was from everyone else that I went to school with because, you know, they're college students and they don't really give a shit about their parents. And, you know, they're like, oh, I'm, you know, doing my own thing. And I just, I didn't, I never felt like that. So, and then I met Michelle and she would commute like six, seven hours to go home. And I was like, wow, you really do love your mom like I do. (laughs) So I was like, this is, this girl is like my, she's it. She's the reason I was meant to meet her. And then fast forward, what now? It's been like eight years. Girl, we've been 2000, 2009. It's been like 12 years. Okay, so fast forward 12 years and we're still best friends. <laughs> and we're still best friends. Did you think we'd get as close as we are and as we were in college? Yes, because I knew, I think I knew once I met you, I, I knew that you were someone I wasn't going to let go of. Yeah, um, for real. Because I, I needed you more than anybody. So I was like, I just stuck to you like glue. And lo and behold, she was the main reason I made any friends at the college that I went to. And she wanted to take me everywhere. And mind you, I am very much an introvert. And I was like, oh, please, please, for love of God, don't take me all these places. I was like, let's just stay. And you're like, no, let's go to like all the ethnic student like center clubs and all of these things. And I was like, okay. And I would just like be in the, like in the corner quiet. And then Michelle would be like, oh, this is my friend Diba. And I was like, hello, hi, hi, <laughs> nice to meet everybody. And then when people would talk to me, then I'd be like, okay. And I would talk to them, but it was just so hard for me. So I kind of just stood on the corner and I was like, Michelle, do your thing, like make me friends. <laughs> and that's how I became, that's how I made friends in college. Yeah, and literally, I think it's funny because Diva talks about how much she needed me, but even as an extrovert, having each and every connection that I made, I think was equally as needed and as important for me and valued. So all of my connections were equally as needed, too. Why do you think our personalities worked so well together? I think... Given that you're, like, so, like... Listeners, we are night and fucking day. Diva and I, I mean, we have obviously the one thing that I have to say about me and all of my friends is that all of our moral standings and values are clearly aligned. If not, we wouldn't be fucking friends, right? But 
You and I are very different. She's a very much introvert. I am a very much extrovert. In in our personality tests that we both took in our Myers-Briggs, we're actually the exact opposite of each other. She is an ISFJ and I'm an ESFJ. And so she's just like the introverted version of myself. And that very much plays out on the way that we like handle things. But yeah, how do you think that worked so seamlessly for us? Well, I think it's just that. I think you were my my counterpart. You, I feel like you're my yin to my yang. Oh, like and, peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. And mac and cheese. <laughs> so I always just... <laughs> I always just felt like you, like we just meshed so well. I really liked quiet time and I loved to be by myself, but I also was obsessed with being with you. So I was like, I was just willing to be able to be like, well... If Michelle wants to do it, I guess I'll do it. And you know, you make it seem like I was on drugs no. or something. No, no, no. I just you always, always wanted to be with people. It's like one social gathering after another, and I was like, "Are we gonna stop?" And you're like, "No, let's do this." And I was like, "Oh, for the love of God, I can't do it." So you know, I just think it was so easy because you're so you're so easy to get along with, but you're also involved me. So. You know, like I said, like I would be really quiet and you didn't make me feel weird about it. You didn't make me feel like I had to be somebody else. You were like, okay, that's fine. And then you'd kind of like include me in the conversations that you'd make and be like, oh, Deepa, come here. Deepa, come here. And I was like, hi. And then I'd be like, oh, this is my friend Deepa. You, you know? know what? Because I do think that intro- introverts have this like fear sometimes when they go out. Actually, I've been told this. Introverts have this fear that when they go out with extroverts, the extroverts will, like, leave them to the side. Don't leave me alone at a party. Who the fuck leaves their friends alone at a party? That sounds awful. Who would ever do that? It's like we got here together. Why would I ever leave you? Most of my, most of my, a good chunk of friends that I made did exactly that. We would go into a social gathering, everyone would disperse. And I was like, uh, uh. And I would, like, end up going home. Yeah, that's awful. Like, no. I'm like, we got, we came here together, so, again, be my peanut butter to my jelly, you know? And I think as I've also gotten older, I've realized I didn't really want to be the awkward introvert at parties, so I would, like, purposely make myself into an extrovert. And mm-hmm. I'd, like, so a lot of my friends that we made, they had no idea that I was introverted because I would kind of turn on the switch that I was like, I'm going to be like Michelle, so it's not so you know, socially awkward, Mm -hmm, but then mm -hmm. I would be, like, so exhausted because I would be pretending to be this, like, bubbly, super social person that I wasn't, and I'd go home, and I was like, I'm exhausted. (laughs) Like, it's so exhausting being you. (laughs) Uh, Did you ever feel like I was making you do uncomfortable shit because of my in- extrovertedness versus your introvertedness. 1000%. That's what, <laughs> what you mostly did to me all the time. I was like, let's go home and watch a movie. You're like, or we can go to this social gathering and we can go. And I, and I loved, I ended up loving all the things that we used to do together, but it was so heart like it was just so hard for me to to do those things but I never regretted it I loved every second that I was with you but I would just like need to go to the bathroom and be like okay I need to sit in quiet and (laughs) that's usually where I would do it in in the bathroom that's so funny 
And, you know, it's kind of fucked up now that I look back because I never thought to be like, well, that's a lie. I did. I do stay in sometimes. We would watch fun fact. So Diba and I are like 110 percent Disney princess biggest fans. So we love Disney princesses. And that was our shit, especially when we were having hard days at school, finals week or, you know, what they call dead week and shit. We would just cuddle in bed and be like, want to watch Disney princesses? (laughs) We would watch hella Disney fucking movies and shit. So I did stay in sometimes. And granted, like where we went to school is in the Pacific Northwest. And so it rains a lot. It rains a lot here. So we couldn't like just be outside, right? All the fucking time. Like it was raining all the time. It was fucking miserable. So we did stay inside sometimes, but... Yeah, I was really trying to get the fuck up out of the apartment, too, so. And I also remember, like, there would be times where I was like, Michelle, I'm so exhausted by your socialness that I was like, just let me be, let me be, like, at home. And I was like, you can come. And then you would, you know, you'd be like, okay. And then you'd get on your phone and be like, let me, you know, figure out all the 50 other friends that I have and go through <laughs> your phone and be like, hey, do you want to hang out? Hey, do you want to hang out? And I was like, I can't do this. Like, I just, I just can't. So I'd just tap out. And I was like, I'm done. I'm done for, like, at least a couple days. And maybe I'll go to another social gathering next week. But this week, I'm, I'm out. And luckily, I did have, you know, a, a good chunk of other girlfriends that I could give Diva breaks with, you know? And I was like, okay, I'm going to just reach out to Leah or Begna or Natalia or, you know, whoever the fuck I was going to do that with, so. And I think that was super, that was a lot easier for us as friends because you had so many other friends <laughs> that, like, when I was just too tired, you're like, okay, no big deal versus... If you didn't, and you're like, Diva, let's go, let's go. And I'd be like, ah, You know, I'll be honest, I think that's actually saved my friendships with all of my introverted friends, is the fact that I have, like, 20 of y'all. Because I think every time I finally circle back to each one of you guys, you're finally refueled to, like, have me again, you know? (laughs) Okay, I've made my rounds. I talked to this one. I've hung out with this one. I've hung out with that one. By the time I see the next one, okay, you're like, ready? are you ready to hang out with me again, you know? Totally. And in the meantime, I'm just, like, going and going and going and going like the fucking Energizer Bunny. Yeah. 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 Was my energy ever draining to you because introverts, like we know, need refueling time, like you mentioned, but you know, I didn't really need that shit? No, I never found your energy draining because you... Like my sister, you make my soul happy. So like your happy energy made me super happy. The only part that I was draining about is when you would drag me to places and I was like, I'm a done. I can't. There's too many people. There's so many eyes on me. I want to be at home in my bed watching a Disney movie with no one else around me except you. So like, I did I want to be by myself? Yes, but I was okay if you were with me. Right. But you like to go and be surrounded by like 10 plus people and I wanted to be surrounded by you. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but your energy itself, no, I loved it. I love your energy. Thanks. That's funny. I definitely do think that's changed a little bit. Do you ever feel like you wondered why I did or had like did things a certain way 
given that like you wouldn't do things the way I did it because of our personalities? Well, I always knew that you were extroverted. So I think I always had that lens of she likes to be around people. Did I understand it? No. But I kind of grew to love that about you and not understand it at the same time. Just like we were talking about, like how you have 20 best friends <laughs> makes me want to cry. If I had that many friends, I think people would end up hating me because I could, I cannot do that. Yes. I have less friends that I have in like my hand and even that I have a really hard time even maneuvering the fact that I have more I have what like two more friends than you and even that I like feel like I it's just it's too many people to put energy to and yet you put energy into all of us a thousand percent all of us are obsessed with you all of us love you you're there for all of us how you do it I don't know it's kind of weird, but I feel like extroverts are just good at that shit, you know? Yeah. Because we all have the same, what's that fucking saying? Remember that saying that was like, we all have the same 24 hours that Beyonce has or some mm -hmm. shit. Like, I have the same 24 hours that an, like, an introvert has, but I just like use them differently. Yes. I think all of my, while like introverts are like sitting there like reflecting on self, I'm like talking to somebody, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. I'm spending that time checking in on what's the friend I haven't texted back or like, whose shit haven't I responded to or like, I wonder how that one friend's doing or like, I should FaceTime this one friend that I haven't spoken to. This meme reminds me of this one friend. I'm going to send it to her. You know, I my brain goes, 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 but I feel like it's only going thinking of other people. Hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And like that literally keeps me energized. And I mean, we're specifically talking about friends right now, but I am ex extroverted in all aspects of my life. Like I'm like this with my family too. So mm. I'm constantly like thinking about my family. I'm constantly thinking about my mom. I'm constantly thinking about my nephews. I'm thinking about like, I'm just th my siblings. I'm thinking about all of these people all of the time. And I feel like if I'm not thinking about them, something's wrong, you know? So. And that would make me want to sleep all day <laughs> from being exhausted all the time. When we FaceTime, I don't usually talk to another human until the next week. I, when we FaceTime for like hour, hour and a half, I don't usually talk to a friend until at least a few days later. You know I what's just... crazy too? I feel like all of you guys say this and it's so funny. And you guys are all introverts. I can talk to you for hours, but I don't want to talk to anyone for hours. Yeah. Like, it's true. I'm really glad you can, though, because I don't shut the fuck up. But it's really hard, I think, to, like, carry on conversations with most people and to, like, be on the phone for that long. It I, is. But it is sometimes. I've never really had too many of those experiences. You don't have that issue. <laughs> You have the opposite of issue of, like, not, you up. can never, like, get me off the Just stop. I don't know how. I don't know how you can think of so many things to talk about all the time. But, it, I mean, it keeps, it keeps it going. But at some point, I, like, run out of gas. No, people get tired. 
Like, people are like, Michelle, are you tired? And I'm like, no. No, I'm not. But it's because I'm fueled with energy by the person, and I'm so interested in the person. That literally, it's so weird. It's so weird, Diba. I feel like when people talk to me, mm-hmm. especially people I really care about and I, like, really fuck with. So my friends, maybe, like, a romantic interest, my family, when they're talking to me... I literally feel just energized, sparked. I just feel like, you know, like when the, you know, when the car dies Mm -hmm. and there's jumper cables. Yeah. I feel like whatever the electricity thing that's running through the cables that jumps the fucking car. I feel like that's happening to me when people talk to me about cool deep shit that they're like sharing and being vulnerable with. It just makes me feel special. And I just, I just want to keep talking to you. Tell me more. I love, I love that you feel that way. (laughs) I really do. I love that you love people like that. And I think when I'm on the phone or if I'm talking to one of my good friends, I really want to be like present with them. So I'm, I'm like, I try to be an active listener, but like after an hour, I can't keep going. Like I was like, huh? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's, I'm done, you know, and I'm like waiting to get off the phone. And then after that, I'm like, I can't talk to another human for the next like at least few days. I have to like refuel myself because I, it's just, it's not that I don't love it. I love getting to hear people's stories. I love to hear, but it's, it's like I take my friend's problems into my heart and then it's like I want to do everything for them, but at the same time, I'm so tired. I'm so tired that, like, I just I just don't know how you, you do it. You just can't. I just can't. But I love that you love it. I do love it. I love that. Do you think my extrovertedness has changed from when we lived together to now? A thousand percent. You have always been bubbly. You have always been super, super friendly. But now that I see you in New York with your friends, like, with your crew... It's, you just seem so much more comfortable with yourself to Mm -hmm. be able to be who you are and you just don't care who's in that space with you. And I think you found a crew where you can really truly be authentically yourself, Mm -hmm. whether that means like over here on like, at least where we live in the Pacific Northwest, it's like you being as bubbly and as loud as you naturally want to be is like, somehow perceived negatively here yes yes yeah so i feel like you dimmed your light when you were here and i never knew that up until i saw you in new york and then you you just seem so alive there and and i was like wow this is the real you so i've 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 learned and i've i've watched you grow and it's and it's so it's so beautiful to see which is funny because I feel like you were probably the person who heard the most how bad I wanted to go back to New York and, like, back to New Jersey. Just back to the East Coast in general. I would just always talk to you about that. I was just yeah. always like, I just want to move back. I just want to move back. I just want to move back. And I'm sure then for you, you were kind of like, I wonder why she wants to move back so fucking bad. Yeah. Maybe in your head it was, like, something geographical or about the diversity, which are true things. But also that you bring this point up, yeah, in New York, 
my listeners are going to be like, why does she always talk about this shit? But there's a reason, folks. It does come back to race sometimes. In the Pacific Northwest, the culture is very, number one, passive-aggressive, and number two, really white. And so, because there aren't a lot of people of color, the liveliness here looks different. And and I would say the lively li- liveliness looks like hippie-ish and like hipster and, and very like rock on dude vibes. Like I don't I don't know I don't know how to describe it. Like lumberjacky and fucking oh, I don't know say guys. I don't know, but it's very different. If you're from like Denver, you might know. Portland, you would get it. Even SoCal or NorCal, you would get it. It's there's a very unique culture on the West Coast and and in this area that that's very like chill, relaxed, hang loose even. That's Hawaii. I'm confusing things. My point is is that it's a chill, relaxed vibe. And although I am a chill, relaxed person at times, I'm really lively and vibrant and you know? And so, and I get that definitely from being from the East Coast. I definitely get my like rah, rah, rah from the East Coast, you know? And I think out there, being I've been told in Washington my whole life, not only that I'm super talkative, but that I'm super loud. In so many spaces have I been told like, Michelle, you're being so loud, can you be quiet? And I'm literally like looking around and I'm like, am I being that loud or is everybody else just really fucking quiet? And okay, I'm fucking loud, okay? So it's undeniable, it's undeniable I am very loud. But in New York, people are just as loud as me. And it's fucking New York. The city is just as loud as I am, right? So there's not this, like, discomfort with loudness. You even sit in the fucking train. I don't sound psychotic because I'm being fucking loud because your chances are it's fucking showtime is about to put on a show and, like, swing themselves from the pool. And so, like, I'm not the center of attention because we're in New York, right? But in a place like Washington, Seattle, anything like that, someone like me who's already this like brown black girl making hella noise or laughing hella hearty or just being just loud is looked at as taking up a lot of space Mm -hmm. and doing a lot and being too much. And so, yeah, like I think to your point, I did. I think when I went to our school, our undergrad school, I was really self-conscious about being too much at, in our school. So, like, being extroverted never went away, but I definitely was more conscious of what that looked like. I was hella friendly and, like, da 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 whatever, but I wasn't trying to be super, call attention to myself mm-hmm. by, like, being loud and shit. Because I think here it's people would perceive that as like making a scene. You know, you're like, oh, that person's making a scene. It's like, are they or are they just being themselves and like super happy? And if that happens to be loud, like who cares? But here it's like people would look at you and, you know, judge you and like roll their eyes at you or, you know, whatever it is, even if you're just having fun. Mm -hmm. But in New York, it's just everyone's like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's 
It is really different. I definitely conformed was just a different kind of extroverted here. Yeah. Whatever was like palpable extrovertedness here. Yeah. And out there, I'm fuck it. <laughs> Let's talk about FOMO. Do you get FOMO as an introvert? I I do get FOMO to a certain extent. And for our listeners who don't know what FOMO is, that's the fear of missing out. Continue. Yeah. So I would say I do get FOMO. Here's my thing. As an introvert, I want to be invited only so I can say no. (laughs) But I do just want to be invited because I want to know that you want me there. But I want you to know that I don't want to go. And I want you to be okay with that. But I still want to be invited. Because it makes you feel like included or thought of? Yeah. And And it's like, oh, you thought of me and you want my presence there. But you're also okay with me being super introverted and you knowing that I don't want to be with people and you being okay with that. But I still want to be invited. No, I feel like that's hella important. Me and my mother, you not got into a little bit of a like thing about this one time. She was like, why invite people that you know aren't going to show up? Because it's the thought that counts. Yeah. You avoid so much drama when you just invite people, regardless of if they're going to show up or not. Obviously, if this is like a wedding that you have to pay hella money for, this is a different conversation. But if we're talking about like a picnic at the park, okay? That's more shit that you're just, yeah, invite me because I want to feel included. Yeah. That's like a sense of belonging. I want to go. Yeah, so like I, I want my friends to want me to be there, but, you know, I don't really want to go. <laughs> I want to go. <laughs> Invite Diva and I'll show up. Yeah, see, there we go. I think that's the perfect. Like, if you want someone to go, I can have Michelle go for me. You know how many times that actually happened, though, at school where, like, literally uh, we would get invited to places and you wouldn't go and then I would go and then they'd be like, Where's Diva? And I'd just be like, She just didn't come. Yeah. I'm just here. It's just me. You could just. <laughs> It's me. Yeah. And I feel like I I wish I could just do that in life. Like, if there's ever, like, a wedding that I, I'm sure would be super lovely to go, but I don't want to go, I wish I could just send you. I feel like we kind of did those things, though. Sometimes you would take me to stuff so that I could socialize for you. Yeah, it was really helpful. Having someone like you in my life really saved me. Uh, like a lot because especially in school everyone wants to hang out everyone is like ready to socialize you're always with friends and everything which is super cool sometimes yeah but then it's like i would take you to things and be like please talk for me so like not everyone wanted to talk to me all the time so i could like breathe Mm -hmm. i get that i get fomo all the time you get FOMO when you're even there. Yeah, I... <laughs> Which is... We'll be in the same Yo, social dead setting. Deadass, you guys, I do. Oh, Diba, it's bad. Okay. So... I don't think it's bad, though. I just think it's unique. I, I don't think it's bad. So... But you should explain. I... Okay. So I have a lot of friends, and... I'll like do this doesn't happen too often my friends my friends don't come together too often but like for my birthdays or like a friends giving or shit like that my friends will get together and 
it kind of, although I really like it because it's all my friends, right? Uh, it gives me a little bit of anxiety because I feel like when all my friends are together, that's like, let's say it's just the, the West Coast friends. There's like eight of them that'll all show up, right? I feel like, oh, because we didn't actually talk about this. I, my friends aren't friends. So, like, everyone gets along. When I say that, I mean they don't all just kick it with each other. We're not, like, a big group of girlfriends. It's not like the shit you see sex in the city. That's not my group of friends. I happen to have my own individual friends, and those friends have their own individual friends, and they only get together when I throw things. So they, they're not, like, hanging out with each other outside of the context of me. So when we do get together, I feel like I'm missing out on having individual connections when all of us are together because there's so many of us in the same space. So, like, if there's eight people there, I'm like, what's happening in that corner that's not happening in this corner and if I talk to this girl, what is that girl saying? Am I missing out on something important that she's talking about? Should I be there for that? So I get this FOMO of just even like in, in the, yes, like Nima said, in the same fucking space. Sounds so insane. Please let me know if other extroverts have this fucking issue. <laughs> I just want to make sure that everyone feels like I'm giving them equal attention because I that's what I like. I like to give people all of my attention. What if someone thinks I'm not giving them all of my attention? Because how could you? Not at the same time. That's the other thing. Although I'm an extrovert and have hella friends, I'm not sitting here freaking giving 20 people my attention at the same fucking time, y'all. I'm giving them attention. Fun fact... There was one day I FaceTimed with four different people for eight hours straight. <laughs> I know you guys can't see me, but I put my... She my, did a Facebook. <laughs> yeah. I can't. I can't. I, can't. I took like some potty breaks and I took Kadobi on a walk in between all. Like I was doing shit. First of all, no one was sitting on their ass just like not doing shit. All of this was happening while my dog got walked. I went grocery shopping while I did this. I was on the train. I like took a shower. I ate dinner. I was like editing. I was editing the podcast. But yeah, I deadass, I spoke to like four different people for like, what is eight hours out of 24 hours? That's a fourth of the day. A fourth of the day I spent on FaceTime. I sure did. I sure did. All of that to say, it's not like I'm doing it all at the same time. I'm just, you know, I'm sp spreading it out. Spreading the love. You're spreading the love, but for so long. That is really long. So long. But also, listeners, I live by myself. You know how hard that is for an extrovert? My puppy, Kenobi, that's it. He's the homie. And Kenobi does not talk back to me. He, he tries, but he doesn't. So that's why. I personally love living with my dog. <laughs> He's the best friend I could ever have because he doesn't talk back. <laughs> I can just speak in their silence. 
So I have a question. Is there a time when you don't feel extroverted? Yes. Well, I feel like that. We actually talked a little bit about this on our drive today. We had a really beautiful day today, guys. So this used to not be the case. I think when you and I used to live together, so from zero to like 26 or 27, no, that was not true. I was never not extroverted. I feel like for the most part, I always needed people, needed to be around people, didn't really understand the beauty and necessity for me time, didn't get that. Like, I just didn't understand the value in me and me time. Hmm. And then I had a really hard breakup and it was really hard. It was just really fucking heartbreaker. And I found myself by myself for the first time in a long time. Yeah. To the point where like Deba flew out to see me because I was like really sad. It was really bad. And that was like the first time in my life, really, where I had to learn to like be by myself and learn things that I liked by myself. Like, what does Michelle like to do when she's by her fucking self? What are the things that she enjoys when she's by herself that don't require a human to breathe in her space? And I've always known things that I like, guys. I also know that I like to do things with other people. I just rediscovered my love for reading and running and working out and walking Kenobi and, like, running with Kenobi and... Even eating by myself, watching shit by myself, just really enjoying nature by myself, doing shit by myself. That never in a million years did I want to do, nor did I think was good to do. Mm-hmm. So, like, no, I, I never was introverted in other spaces, but now that I have hit the third floor, yeah. I find myself having introverted moments very different from you and most of the girls like where you guys are like I legitimately need to refuel I don't need to refuel that's not how I look at it it's honestly if I'm still honestly speaking I would still much rather do nothing with somebody in my presence sure you know but I do like genuinely enjoy alone time now, which is something I could say that I never did before. I do. I like it. I like being in my apartment by myself reading or like being in my apartment by myself watching some shit. But then something that's important in those moments where I am having me time is to connect with somebody. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I'm having that introverted moment. The introverted moment is me being by myself in my house, right? Mm-hmm. It's not seeing other humans outside of my home. True. But then, like, I can't be a full introvert because that's not Michelle. Then I'm like, who can I FaceTime? <laughs> While I'm here. I think the moments in which I don't do that, which have happened, and... If I'm completely honest, they've happened recently and they've happened in the past when I've found myself like in not healthy places. The moments where I'm like, I don't want to connect with the world and I don't want to connect with human beings. I'm typically depressed. Mm -hmm. And like, that's actually how I recognize that I'm depressed when I'm like, oh, I don't want to talk to my friends. I don't want to talk to my family. Mm. You know, that's a red flag. It's a red flag. 
if I don't want to make human connection, I'm like, I'm sick it, mentally, right? Like, right. I'm not in a good head space. True. So, yes, I have introverted moments now, but even in those introverted moments, there's still little itty bitty pieces of extroversion that still come through. You sure. know? Sure. What about for you? Do you feel like you have extroverted moments? I do. I do have extroverted moments when I have uh, a lot of energy to be with other people. I do love, like, I love to spend time with people, and I love to spend time with my family, but I I like to be able to leave, you know? So, like, I like to spend time with them, and I like to do the whole speaking and talking to them and getting, you know, catching up, whatever it may be, but then I want to dip. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to have to stay there all day. I don't, like that's kind of what's draining me. So if I can go and come as I please. Just making an appearance. Yeah, like going there, you know, making the rounds or whatever, saying hello to people and being like, okay, great. I feel better. I saw people. I talked to a few. Bye. Yeah. And dipping. That's like a good, that's good though. Yeah. Being extroverted for you in those moments is like leaving your house and seeing humans. Yes. And, and for some people, that's not a big deal. But for me... It mm-hmm. very much is. I feel that. So I think it's just, it's nice when I have those moments that I'm like, I didn't always not want to be seen, you know, like when we went to like BSU and the African Caribbean club, like the dinners, like those were always super, super fun. And then the after party was super fun. But then, you know, like I was like, there's so many bodies around me that mm-hmm. it's like, I'm done. And then I want to go home and like in my bed and like, not see people for a week yeah you know so i think it comes and goes i just have to be in the right headspace i have to have the energy for it because it's not like you it's not energizing for me to be with other people i love you and all but like i don't want to be around people yeah i'd rather be with my dog i get that well everybody that's that's my sisters this is my sister Dibas, and I'm so proud to call you my best friend, and thanks thanks for being on today. Oh, you're so welcome. Thanks, everybody, and thank you for being my best friend. I love you. Love you. The traits of extroversion and introversion are a central dimension in human personality theories. Extroversion traits tend to be manifested in outgoing, talkative, energetic behavior that involves people, whereas introversion is manifested in more reflective and reserved behavior that is predominantly interested in one's own mental self. Some key tips to keep us psychologically healthy as we navigate our own journey are... Keeping in mind your personality is uniquely yours, whether you tend toward extroversion or introversion or a combination of both. Knowing there's nothing wrong with any one of these styles, they're just ways to describe how we get our energy and how we relate to the world. Knowing more about your personality style can teach you more about your emotional needs and your ideal self-care toolkit. Not allowing anyone to define you because of your personality. If you're loud, be loud. If you're quiet, being quiet. Being you is your biggest flex. But most of all, love who you are in the skin that you're in because there isn't another you, boo, and that's unperiod.
Although I am a licensed social worker, my advice does not replace that advice of a therapist that you may be seeing or a therapist you would like to see in the future. Anyone could be struggling with depression and suicidal thoughts. If you are having suicidal feelings, please call 1-800-273-8253. And this time for real, come back next week and find out how embracing curly hair didn't always come instinctly to this little girl and which bestie I get to deep dive with. See you next week. Happy listening. Mi gente, make sure you subscribe, follow, and review Going You Who Am I wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like what you hear, you can also find me at Gono Who Am I on Instagram. And that's spelled C-O-N-O because Instagram doesn't believe in Enyes. Tune in next week. Peace, y'all.